0: Welcome to the Downstream Column podcast. Flexible single-use mixers are key to achieving a next-level mixing experience and reducing delivery lead times. I'm Brandy Sargent, editor of the Downstream Column. Joining me today is Klaus Kienle, global product manager of the mixing portfolio at Paul. Before joining Paul five years ago, Klaus worked at Boehringer Ingelheim in the commercial manufacturing environment in various roles and locations. Klaus holds a Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Applied Sciences and a Master of Science degree in Pharmaceutical Biotechnology from University of Applied Sciences, Zurich. I'd like to start today by asking if you could talk about the role that mixing plays in biomanufacturing and current challenges in this area.
1: Yeah, thank you. That's a good start. Mixing is actually an omnipresent process. It starts all in the upstream buffer and media segment, and it ends in the fill and finish when the drug comes into the vial. And it's not just the um, manufacturing monoclonal antibody. It's also included in processes where we're talking about mRNA, gene therapy, and various other processes. Flexibility is also a key on those processes. So that's the number one challenge for the future. Our customers have issued their voice and they do want to have better supply quality, better lead times, and less supplier dependency in the future.
0: I really think it's important that you mention it's an omnipresent requirement in biotechnology. What are some of the latest technological advancements in mixing solutions that are available to customers?
1: The latest advancements are going towards tackling the uh, flexibility challenge primarily. So it's uh, looking towards uh, allowing more standards to be on the market, to be supplied faster with shorter lead time. They're also more vendor agnostic so that they're fitting in into other vendors' manifolds and uh, consumable sets. And this is coherent with the recent launch of the Allegro Ready standard solutions from PAL which is not only limited to mixers, it's also including storage, transfer sets, and other segments. And this provides then the customer the flexibility they're asking for and also the flexibility of not being supplier dependent. And in terms of mixing, we have launched this new standard set from the low volume end. We're starting with the size of a 30-liter mixer up to even the 3,000-liter mixer. So we have not only generated one standard, no, we've generated three and several more in all volumes and all varieties.
0: I really think that the added flexibility is really important. And when you're talking about the new standards that you have available, could you talk a little bit more about some of the additional advantages of this set of new standards?
1: Definitely, yes. These standards, they're ready to go. So if a customer is asking for a manifold, there is no time needed for generating a drawing. There is no time needed for waiting for a price feedback, price drawing. Everything is ready to go, including the lead time. And uh, potentially, we're working towards having these standards available off the shelf. So lead time on those would then also be in the range of single-digit weeks depending on where we are manufacturing and where the customer is located. But that's the target. And right now, we're below 10 weeks. Uh, it's not everywhere off the shelf available, but uh, it's work in progress, and we're doing great work here to provide it to our customers as soon as possible. This is just like one of the strong advancements that Pal is doing. You may have read about the 1.5 billion investment in a capacity Here, this is not just only limiting the work towards standards, it's also towards um, custom designs and everything to get the drive, the lead time down to make it in-region, for-region available for our customers.
0: It sounds like you've already addressed a lot of the challenges that currently exist with mixers and single-use mixers. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about some of the remaining challenges that exist with single-use.
1: One of the main challenges that uh, remains in single-use is the sustainability, especially for the single-use technology as it consists predominantly out of plastic components. This is including the omnipresent mixture. So customers are carefully looking at that and they know that it's in the public not nicely viewed as being a user of so many plastic components. But there was a recent publication from biopharmaceutical companies without any single-use provider on the paper and influencing the work that was generated. This publication, which is called Streamlined Lifecycle Assessment of Single-Use Technology in the Biopharmaceutical Manufacture, was issued and it's available on ScienceDirect. And it pointed out that the single-use technology is actually providing the opportunity for better sustainability in the biopharmaceutical process. It allows the customers to use more intensified processes, so to keep them running for several days, hours, not just have one batch on it, have several batch runs on it performed to increase efficiency per consumable, per plastic bag that they're using. It also allows them a closed processing. That means they could use the bag in a fully closed claim environment. And reducing the clean room requirements of their manufacturing site, which allows to reduce the energy, for example, the HVAC, the ventilation, and other segments. This is actually one of the biggest saving opportunities that they have identified. And single-use is, as a conclusion out of that, the biggest opportunity to bring in a sustainable improvement on this segment. This is also included in our latest standard sets, by the way. We have performed a filtered product line that is fully closed, bioprocessing ready, meaning it, we have reduced also powder bags, for example, the opening, because the opening of powder bags is non-controlled. And with a removal of that, they have only controlled connections done via uh, sterile connectors, for example. This allows a fully closed claim processing. And allows the customers to downgrade their clean room environment and hence save massive energy for their maintenance of the bioprocessing site.
0: I saw that paper as well. One thing that I'll do for listeners is put the link to the paper in the show notes so that they can go and read the paper as well. It was quite interesting. To switch gears and talk about another publication, I wanted to ask you, in a recent white paper, you highlighted mixing using a modular approach. Could you tell listeners about that approach that you used?
1: Yeah, thank you for highlighting the link. That's appreciated. It's really an interesting paper and I can recommend everybody to click on it and have a quick read-through. In terms of modular approach, that's another segment that is uh, giving the customers the flexibility that I mentioned in the beginning. Customers are asking for more flexibility to be ready for their process to adapt new requests, especially in the custom manufacturing organization environment. These big companies are producing for other companies. They're changing products on a regular basis within the year. Product requirements are changing and then process requirements are changing. So they need to be flexible. Their facility needs to be uh, set up with the greatest degree of flexibility to adapt towards the asks from their customers who are popping up at short notice. What I can here say as an example is a big CMO who has been asked to provide a large batch of COVID-19 vaccine or an mRNA vaccine. They've been asked short notice to produce that, and thanks to the way they build up their facility with a very modular approach, that means. They're basically designed it with the highest degree of flexibility with uh, systems that could be interchanged. And so they were adapting really quickly from an M map, from a monoclonal antibody process design that they were targeting when they did the, when they asked for the bags and uh, the systems to be designed for towards the mRNA process. That allowed them to be on the goal of these large global supply and provided it on time, given that others couldn't uh, adhere to the deadline that was very tight with COVID-19 vaccines. And this modular approach is something that more and more customers want. And that gives them the flexibility to save not just some equipment, so the CapEx saving is given, also some consumables at the end that they have on stock. So we have published with this particular CMO... A white paper that has highlighted that this modular approach, and which highlights the benefit of being so flexible. And I would also encourage everybody to have a quick look into that one uh, that illustrates, for example, the ease of use of our mixer systems, as well as the exchange between one system towards another in terms of being ready to adopt very gentle productions, for example from very powerful needs to very gentle needs, just to call out one fact.
0: That sounds really interesting. I'll also be sure to include the uh, link to the white paper as well, uh, so that listeners can read more about the approach that you used. I wanted to ask if you could provide some advice for listeners. You know, there are a lot of mixing systems available. Uh, What should end users be considering when selecting a system?
1: That's a good question. There are actually plenty of system providers out in the market. They all try to persuade the one-fits-all solution. Most of them go out and they have one technology. With this technology, they approach the customer saying that this is the solution for their mixing need. But the reality is simply that most processes are so unique and so variable that the one-fits-all solution is often not fitting. So how did Pal approach that technology that one-fits-all still giving the flexibility? We, at the end, don't have just one mixer. We have currently four different mixers in our portfolio to offer. So if a customer is approaching us with an ask, then we're first looking towards the detailed process definition and the process ask, and then provide a feedback in terms of which mixer gives the biggest flexibility and fits probably the best. One of our high runners are, though, the magnetic and the left mixer system. That's exactly because this system is very well established, has long track record, and is interchangeable between one another. That means like, if you need to have a very powerful mixer, you go with the magnetic mixer, and if you want to have a very shear-sensitive one, and, uh, for example, for a COVID-19 production manufacturer facility where you produce mRNA, You're probably going with the left mixer because it's the most gentle mixer on the market. So, this interchangeability without changing the mixing tank by just simply changing the drive unit, which is a simple one unit element, gives the customer to quickly adapt their entire facility towards a specific process need without exchanging the big capital uh, systems. That on its own is how we are tackling it. And I'd say everybody who's trying to push forward with this one-fits-all solution is, um, in my personal opinion, not the right approach. So flexibility and diversity is key. Not just for human beings, diversity is key. We're all not the same people. The same applies towards bioprocessing. There are so many different bioprocesses out there with different requirements. The one-fits-all never really fits all.
0: I think that's really great insight and probably applicable across a lot of areas, too. The one-size-fits-all rarely works as planned for that. So I think that's great advice. Before we say goodbye, have anything else that you'd like to add for listeners?
1: Yeah, there is one element that we are highly uh, praising at uh, Dunher itself. It's the voice of customer philosophy. And especially at PAL, we do take that really, really serious that means we're often going towards customers and asking what are their specific needs, how we could get better, because nobody's perfect. And if you stop finding your perfect then you're losing time towards your competition because others are not stopping, they're continuously improving. Which is also one key slogan within Dunner is the continuous improvement. And we're taking that serious towards our portfolio. That means We're continuing the work on providing flexibility and we're currently doing some groundwork on our magnetic and left mixer portfolio for the future. We're embracing that some elements are out of the uh, patterns in some time, but that gives exactly that what customers are asking for. Interchangeability, not just within one company, future interchangeability between several technologies in the market We're embracing that by really offering our system and keeping it as is by not updating it severely so that there are changes done that are just fixed to us. We're embracing it that the future will be more companies in the segment of, for example, the Magnetic and Left Mixer. And we're delivering that to the customers, giving them future sustainability and also the company changeability once there are more companies offering similar technologies in that segment. That, at the end, is maybe not then the latest, latest technology, but it is one that is providing the flexibility ask that they've all been been asking over several years already in the single-use segment. And last but not least, with that and several other aspects, my personal goal in this is really to deliver the next-level mixing experience, which in some cases is not the next-level technology. That might be the next-level flexibility instead of the technology. But in the end, bottom line is that the customer is experiencing and happy mixing. And with that, I'd like to close towards all listener and embrace the happy mixing to you all. Thank you very much for the interview.
0: I really like that. Happy mixing. Thank you so much for your time today. This was really interesting. I think this is important technology and an important direction that you're moving with these advancements and standards and new approaches. And I think it's really important to share with listeners these new developments. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it and um, look forward to talking to you in the future about other different new technologies and developments as well. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To listen to other podcasts related to the discovery, development, and manufacture of biologics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com and for downstream process topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.